0: well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live.
2: And welcome to this specialized mastermind class on November 6, 2015. And uh, as odd as this may sound, um, I think we had a little, well, I think it was a pretty upsetting weekend watching the news. You couldn't escape it, really. And for sense of history, because we recorded our calls, um, this past weekend there was a large terrorist attack in Paris. Actually, six incidences all at once, well-coordinated attacks um, in Paris. And, um, you know, needless to say, media running constantly. And... Um, I thought that it would be um, an interesting question to ask, like, what happens when you're exposed to terrorism all the time? Because our customers are the same as us. So basically, um, it will be good to understand what's happening in society. The more you understand your customers, who are just like us, um, the better salespeople that you'll be. And just for the record, because I know uh, we, we still have you know th- three new people, and I'll be saying that for a year, three new people on the line we don't do politics here or religion, but sometimes, you know, we want to talk about things that are happening because it affects our business. It just does. And um, so um, so what I would like to propose this morning, some may feel this is political, but I would i would say it's something either you haven't said to yourself or your friends or in your heart you kind of know, but you don't want to admit it, is welcome to the new normal, to a world of terrorism. And um, it's probably... We kind of all know in our hearts this is our new normal and something we have to live with. So I thought it would be interesting to take a look at the effects that terrorism has on a society um, and therefore on our business. So um, obviously there are, you know, psychological effects. Um, It's it's on all fronts, political, economic, sociological, uh, you name it, effects when um, a society is being... Um, constantly exposed to terrorism by experiencing it or through the media, which, interestingly enough, that brings up another question is when you're constantly seeing, hearing and feeling it on the media, you know, what effects does that have? Clearly, you know, people are scared. I don't know. I, I, I feel myself like I have a level of anxiety from just sort of and I wasn't even watching it all weekend, um, but that I was just feeling exposed, like, you know, feel like your heart's beating a little bit faster, you're just kind of lightly somewhere floating in the back of your mind, if you saw any images over the weekend. And um, so there's been um, studies done on the effects of terrorism, especially around the Israeli society. As you can expect, it's probably the most well-known society for, for um, living with terrorism or the threat of terrorism on a daily basis. And um, so there's other societies as well. And some of the things, um, for example, um, on economic things that are a little bit obvious probably the first um, economic uh, impact would be if tourism is a big part of your economy, which for, you know, most com- uh, countries, many countries, not most, but many, many, it's a big factor. So for one of the things that you want to look at, I don't think there's anyone in our situation, but if you do have a big client or someone has a big client where tourism, you know, that's their industry. It's something, you know, to think about. If I was calling on someone like that, I'd be immediately thinking, okay, how can I support them this morning? Um, you know, Paris is a huge, you know, place where people would want to travel. I can just imagine them getting barraged with um, changes in itineraries, cancellations, et cetera, et cetera. And maybe once things calm down a bit, some suggestions, you know, just to work as a team member and a consultant, like, what else can we do? You know, that kind of thing to give them added support. Um The um, psychologically, you know, clearly um, things like PTSD and those, that's probably one of the first things that comes to mind when you think about it from an individual um, situation, certainly, especially if you experience it directly. But actually there's been some studies that that would say that constant media barragement um, also can create the same effects in individuals as well. But this is what I wanted to tell you, I, I'm quoting from um, two studies, I'm going back and forth here. One is um, from the American Academy of Experts in Traumatic Stress, there's people that they spend their days just studying this kind of thing. And another one from um, terrorism analysts, again, looking at societies like the Israeli society, as well as um, North, uh, Northern Ireland, there's some studies and, and other places. So, well, here it is, it's kind of interesting terrorist violence and the threat of such violence can actually work to bind communities together with this common sense purpose because you have a common sense of outrage, right? Not only do terrorist attacks give a perception that there's a shared enemy, which I don't know if that's perception or real, but such attacks also can bolster an individual's ties to their local community. It deepens your sense of belonging and your identification with others living in the same place and this powerful social effect has been witnessed many many times in World War II um, um, after 9-11 certainly Um, although there's lots of talk about and if you saw the news again um, maybe some of you saw um, over the weekend that hours later or I don't know if it was a day later after the initial terrorist attacks in Paris uh, people were outside walking around and there was like actually not sure if there's just an arbitrary noise or people just got spooked by something and you saw all the crowds running in panic and freaking out and actually nothing happened. Um, that's like uh, your, your initial sense of fear and panic. But there's also this massive sense of shared community. Um, it's not unusual for the ratings of the United States president or her, your leadership to go up and their support. Um, Depending on where you are, your sales of your country's flags usually go up um, and in a public display of shared identity. Um, and you see that um, time and time again, um, instead of thinking that a society falls apart, you actually see remarkable resilience. And so social psychologists who study communities um, they know that when there's a strong sense of binding in a community, it also leads to better um, actual physical and psychological health. When you have this stronger sense of community, oddly and weirdly enough, terrorism can actually work to prove the ability of most people to cope and to respond positively to it. It doesn't mean that there aren't individual victims that can be really profoundly um, affected But the overall reality is that the psychological impact of terrorism on wider communities has usually been surprisingly mild, even in countries where it's a common occurrence. Um, So what some psychologists call this, um, one of the factors that um, this adaptation can be called, and psychologists call it, it (laughs) mortality salience which actually is the effect of overexposure to death-related thoughts or imagery. So that's called mortality salience. And when you think about it, even though our coverage um, tries to hide a lot of the, you know, really, um, you know, horrible images, but when you get overexposed to it, even by subtle clues like that, um, the image of death, dying, and killing um, actually are enough to create this effect. It leads to an increase in identification with and pride in one's own country, religion, gender, race, etc., etc. And um, um, so, and it also can lead to more extremism when it's linked to a group identity. So, what I mean by that is, like, that we'll just use our own country or, you know, Paris. So, let's say in 9/11, we have more a bigger sense of community, but we also get very extreme about we're Americans, you know, come on, get in our faces. We're going to, you know, you, you know what you probably felt yourself, you know, we're going to blow you to kingdom come and, you know, things like that. So it almost becomes almost um, and it, and it's also pushes people to stereotype and to on the other side, reject people that are very different from themselves. So you've got to watch it. So clearly um, in this case, um, you know we have ISIS and uh, um, and other groups that tend to you know be one group of people you've got to be careful that you don 't swing way to the other side and start to stereotyping anyone with that skin color or her dress a certain way and and so forth because it can lead this mort- mortality of salience um, to really harsh reactions and it also um, so basically it leads to like a bigger sympathy and support for your own government or country, but it also can lead to an increased hostility towards your perceived enemies. Um, media media coverage um, often adds a destabilizing factor to the mix so I 'm sure that you guys all feel that certainly over the weekend when we see it in other countries um, i don 't know if you would agree with this and when we open up the lines so we can talk talk about it but I know years and years ago, it always felt like it happened over there. You know, that's the, oh, it's over there. But over there might be places like the Middle East or Africa or something like that. But now, um, because we know it's not over there, that we are all over there, and, but also the media, and uh, from social to traditional media, is, um, also can foster this belief that terrorism is way more common than it actually is. And more dangerous than is actually the case. Um, and also, I just, I think I might've missed this, but mortality salience also, uh, um, also gives you a sort of like, a, um, what am I gonna say? Um, kind of a more um, comfortable, this is not the right word, but more comfortable feeling of seeing images, death and dying, because now I wondered if, you know, any of you felt the same way that you're starting to get um, for lack of a better term, more used to seeing some of these images, and um the more used to if you will that you get used to seeing the image um it can um, um you know lead to you know just feeling again much more of the sociological effects and less being almost a little bit less freaked out about some of those images and and um, the cycle psych- individual psychological effects um, and also there's a difference um, that between like and a, if you are have terrorism that happens once in a while versus the constant repeated effects of terrorism attacks and so when you think about how we, probably the world lives but certainly we do too it's a constant theme in our news um, after 9-11, certainly for the first couple of years was like a constant listening to those warning levels. It's a red day, it's a yellow day. It has the same kind of psychological effect, but when you're constantly, constantly being um, exposed to the theme and the talk and things, it actually, the psychological effect actually diminishes over time. Um, Some people call this, the psychologists call this, the accommodation effect. It means that the amount of stress Created by a recurring traumatic event actually decreases. Because as it becomes a more regular occurrence, we start to habituate and desensitize. And actually, people can actually maintain a normal life. They learned, people learned to live with terrorism and psychologically cope with it. Um, and again, people will look at the and have studied the Israeli population over and over, on, and it says that, you know when you actually uh do a study of israeli life they're not unsatisfied with their lives um any more or less than any other country that might be perceived um as terrorism free um and i can tell you that that's true because i've uh, been to israel several times more than several times and people ask us you know all the time we go back there, how can you go back there because the impact you know it feels like you know it, it would be terrorizing, but in fact, um, like these studies suggest, that people actually, um, a lot of the effects are overstated and um, not that it's not always on your mind or that, you know, I I would tend to say that it's on your mind there as much as it is maybe now, right? Um, and so um, it is kind of interesting to see that, you know, when you, you see these things um you know, on the screen constantly, and it actually is actually horrible, but to really step back and look at um, the actual social effect, and not to sound cold, but, you know, it is something to think about strategically um, as, um, you know, within business, you know, if you're thinking about promotional things or, you know, um, it does affect how people think, maybe the kinds of events they throw or what kind of promotional items they might want you know it does um it, it affects things um let's see wait a minute i'm, I'm throwing back, i'm going back and forth between the studies and um i knew i was gonna have to stop um uh let's see uh, i just want to make sure political effects and we're not going to go into all that but um so basically yeah in essence what what we really have learned over time by studying societies that have, that have had in the past constant terrorism um, threats is that there's this massive social resilience. Um, and that goes also um, with um, countries that have frequent warnings or a lot of attention to the subject. Um, so the same thing, social resilience, mortality, uh, And the same mortality salience effect. So I just thought that um, when I read this, uh, one of the things that's been on my mind is that um, once again, now that we have three new people, this is our 100. What is it? Is this the 148th um, class that we've had? I have to check again. Yeah, it's 148th class. It's a lot of classes, and. you know, they're all taped and so forth, but something tells me that people aren't going to go back. I mean, why would anyone do that? And listen to them because they're also not labeled, which is kind of a pain. So I kind of thought that it would be uh, a nice thing to do some throwbacks within the subjects of new subjects that we do every, every week. Every once in a while, I want to do a throwback. First of all, most of us have forgotten things. And certain subjects, it's always great to be reminded and um, why not? So when I was thinking about this social resilience um, that societies tend to have and a great feeling of being one and being part of a community, it reminded of our class on resilience that we did, I don't remember how long ago. And um, social res- uh, the class on resilience was actually inspired, if you remember way back, by an app called Superbetter that basically teaches you how to build up your resilience. And if you recall that class, there were several different types of resilience that humans have, and that is social resilience, like what we're talking about, emotional resilience, same thing, mental resilience and physical resilience. And they're all intertwined, and they're really quite remarkable. And if you haven't thought about it so far, when we were just sitting here talking about terrorism, I know that um, even though I inherently kind of knew what the study said, it was kind of quite remarkable that humans are so resilient. Um, and so one of the things that um, actually builds, we'll talk a little bit about social resilience, right? Um, um, so the, the factors that actually build up your social resilience is that having the biggest factors in your life, now we're coming down to like your life personally, it turns out that having someone on your side is the biggest factor to someone who's socially resilient someone who can make you smile, someone you can be yourself around, and someone that you can ask for help, right? Um, and um, when you think about that and the effect of a social group and you're a big part of this big group and we all have, I hate to say it, but feeling like we have a common en- enemy or that we're all one group, you're sort of, it, it almost, you know, you would think it would affect our social resilience as individuals. And so when you think about, you know, a lot of times we're hearing now about you know, bullying and um, um, and so forth, and, and it feels like maybe we're hearing about it more that people tend to have less social resilience. Remember the number one factor this feeling that you have someone on your side. And the science behind that is that uh, the more allies that you have, the more likely you are to reach your goals. So when touch like when the ability to be touched by people, and I mean physically touched, and gratitude are just two ways, physical and and emotional touch, I mean. Let me back up there. And gratitude are just two ways to strengthen your social connections. If you can just reach out to one person a day, that's either online or face-to-face, it will make you better and will increase your own social resilience. It makes you kind of wonder, um, as a general rule of thumb, um, I'll say something for all of us that are salespeople, if we don't tend to be more social resilient. I would make that case that salespeople tend to be more socially resilient because we're good at reaching out. So when you think about your jobs every day and your careers, how lucky are we that built into our job definitions is that we reach out to, a pe- to people every day. And so it's really quite a blessing. And just to, before you start your day, just to take a deep breath and just feel so grateful that you're going to reach out to people every single day makes a huge difference. And it makes your resilience and your spirit quite stronger. Emotional resilience, um, so is that every time you have a positive emotion, you, you just love somebody, you just really like someone, you make a connection... You always increase your creativity, your stamina, and your willpower. Um, two of those emotions, curiosity and love, for example, you can actually evoke those emotions anytime, anywhere. So if you can do just three tiny things a day that make you feel good, it increases your emotional resilience. And, of course, that's good for everybody. So. So why, you know, a lot of times in our society we don't think about ourselves and we don't take time to do the things that make us feel good. The things like being interested in something, being curious, having pride in something, i.e. your country, being excited, being in love, relief, amusement, doing something fun, all makes you feel stronger. Um, And that shows, as a result, medically, that it will increase and boost your immune system. It uh, protects you against stroke, heart attacks, and it grows new neurons. So you see how it's all interrelated. Increases your stamina, and like I said before, your willpower. It doesn't mean you have to be Mr. or Ms. Positive every single day, that's impossible. But if you could keep it, if maybe people remember this, at a three to one uh, ratio, three positive emotions for every one negative. When you're feeling stressed, anxiety, anger, just not good. Do three really quick things that might make you feel good. It might be as simple as a bunch of jumping jacks, take a walk, talk to your dog, make a cup of tea. doesn't have to be um, go talk to somebody that you really like. So just a a minute makes a huge difference. Mental resilience is... um, is it's like willpower right a lot of people talk about willpower especially when it comes to dieting and and so forth but if you can just take a tiny little challenge that is calling someone you don't want to call i think that's a common one on a sales team um sitting down and calling people you don't know cold calling that's a common one take a little challenge every day and don't give up you're actually going to increase your mental focus and determination one tiny challenge one small quest a day Makes your mental resilience go up. And remember, if you're going to get what you want from your life, you've got to have mental resilience. It's the key to it. So um, here's a reminder for those that heard this class before that there's three kinds of willpower. There's the I will power, as in I will do whatever I set my mind to do. There's the I won't power. I'm not going to do it. Um, I won't do that thing I want to stop doing. So, you know, if you're a smoker, you know, I'm just not going to stop. And then there's, I want power. As in this, um, I want more than anything else in the world, and I'm going to put my time and energy into making it happen. So, I will, as I will do whatever I set my mind to do, the I won't, I won't stop doing whatever, and then I want power. This is what I want to do more than anything else in the world. So, um... You can actually build up these types of mental resilience by taking tiny challenges all the time and sticking with it and overcoming it. Now the last but certainly not least is your physical resilience. Um, The most important thing in the world that you can do for your body and probably for your resilience is to move your body even if it's just for five seconds at a time. And that's because every single second you spend not sitting still increases the health of your heart, lungs, and your brain. So if you can move one part of your body for one minute every hour that you're awake, it will include, it will absolutely increase your physical resilience, your mental, emotional, and social resilience. So let's one minute, five seconds at a time, one minute every hour. We all have cell phones, set set the clock. Um, there's lots of ways, um, but the smallest, smallest dose of exercise works. It could be five minutes before each meal, five seconds whenever you think of it, one minute every hour. Um, But um, always ask yourself, are you sitting still or lying down, and are you eating while you're doing it? If the answer is yes, get up and just do anything physical, anything. And obviously those of you that love to work out, that's, Awesome, but those other factors one minute every hour, five minutes every meal or even five seconds when you think of it actually helps so it's amazing when you think about um, our ability to be resilient and with everything going on in our society and um, and sometimes with work, you can have a day um, you know where a lot of things go wrong or for our, our internal team you're cold calling all day with no Um, response it's um, all about your resilience and the great part about that is that we have great control over it and that includes over terrorism as well as when you take it down to ourselves our physical emotional social resilience so with that we will open up the lines pretty interesting that's a star six to open up whenever we have these kind of issues i always start with don don are you on i am I know. What were you thinking? What do you, you know, it was kind of a stressful weekend for everybody. Um, what do you think? Did any of that resonate or make any kind of sense?
3: Yeah. You know, well, you covered a lot of stuff. <laughs> I know. I was,
2: <laughs> well, but, some of yeah. it was repeat, so for the new people, it's like, whoa, but. Uh, it is
3: interesting, you know, to, um, when, when something, I was thinking about it, like from the standpoint of, uh somebody coming into an office and shooting people, mm-hmm. you know, um, because then you know the people, it's, it's, it's totally, you know, just horrifying kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And when you watch the news, um, if you really put yourself in the position of those people, you know, the lost family members, and I mean, it's just heart wrenching, you know, it's mm-hmm. gut wrenching.
4: Yeah, And I
3: think um, a big part of, um, a big part of the solution to a lot of what's happening and just in, you know, in the country and the whole world, really, when it comes to violence is having that kind of an attitude, taking the attitude as if it was someone you knew, you know, Mm -hmm. because then it becomes really serious business. You know, it's not, it's not on the other side of the planet kind of a thought, you know? And I don't know a lot of the, a lot of the uh, challenges like the, the example you were talking about when it was actually firecrackers that someone had set off that got all these people running, Mm -hmm. you know, in a crowd. And to me, it's like, well, you know, it's kind of, kind of have to expect that. Even though they were making a stand, you still, if you think there's another event happening, you're definitely going to want to hit the, you know, start zipping out of there as fast as you can. No doubt. But I do think that relating to it on a more personal level, because um, that's, I was trying to picture what it would be like if something happened here in our office, mm-hmm. like that, uh, you know, some kind of a, an event like that, and it would just be life changing. You know, um, it's horrible and i think having compassion for those people sometimes the news unfortunately has a tendency to you know almost taint it somewhat because it's almost like they they kind of thrive on that the story and you know let's take every angle for a billion degrees and look at everything but uh, you want to know what's going on and you want to hear you know um how it happened and how how it was under the radar that was one of the biggest shockers to me was that with all the intelligence that we have and they have, you know, France and how how it could happen with so little detection is just amazing to me. But that's, that's, and, and that's a real eye opener for us because right. we have a lot of terrorists on our soil, you know. So it's just yeah. a matter of time before something doesn't work work well. <laughs> you know?
2: it's, it's the new normal, and so um, just re, you know, it's just but understanding that you know we can do this, we can get past it as best as we can. There's right. my dog; she's all excited about the terrorism truck that's driving by. Um, so, um, you know, it's just, it's just, I thought that it was kind of good to know that we can get through it. And yeah, um, I think
3: that's very true. You know, and, um,
2: and it's good to know, like when, you know, I don't know that it would come up, but if you, for those of you that have calls, especially this week, usually it comes right after it may come up. And these kinds of things are really, really good to know. We can do this. We can be part, you know, and it, brings you tighter to your you know, customers and tighter, you know, even the people they haven't met yet. So yeah. um, it's just something to remember. And, you know, if it does come up, to be the source of a positive message around all this. Um, yeah. Act to being resilient. That's, the, you know, one of the things we can do is kind of pick and choose some of the fun facts that happens in, in class on Monday, just to keep it in mind um, that, um, you know, you know, we can do this together, and that's kind of what we're about. And um, so, you know, more than ever, we're more committed to you than ever because we want to make yeah, sure you're that not. you're successful. And, and it just might be something to think about if you feel comfortable with that kind of approach. It's the truth. And yeah. um, the stronger we get as a company, the more I can do to help you every day, the better off. And I think,
3: too, the reality that every person you talk to has something going on in their life that's... Um, uh, a, a, a kind of a a little snapshot of what happened in that terrorist attack. There's something happening, whether it's a whether it's a parent or a child or a nephew mm-hmm. or whatever that's got some kind of illness or everybody's got something they're dealing with. You know that they they sort of just um, when they do their job, you just you, you, you can't you, you know you just have to do your job anyway, even though you've got these some issue in your life that's very um, uh, could be really depressing. And a lot of people work as their way to cope, help them cope, you know, because at least they're busy and so. And so, I think just that reality that when you're talking to someone, there probably is something going on in their life that is difficult. And you know, sometimes people will open up and start to talk about things as you as you have a conversation, and, and and that way I think you can you know encourage somebody that is struggling with something, you know, dealing with something
2: exactly. And it's and you can encourage obviously with human empathy, but also to know if you set, you know, a few fun facts, if you will. You know, studies have been done on, on societies and we have tremendous resilience. And by the way, if it helps, you know, if you, you know, do something physical for five seconds when you think about it, it makes all the difference in the world or, you know, one of the other resilient types of facts. But anyway, back to the business at hand. Uh, what big sales did you make this past week?
3: Um, I had some good work of this last week, but it was with the existing clients, um, Mm -hmm. which is great. You know, I mean, that's primarily what I do is take care of clients. But um, probably one of the – or definitely the high point of the week for me was Friday I went to an all-day conference that's called uh, America's Best Hope, and it was a bunch of speakers simulcast in a lot of different cities, you know. Mm -hmm. But the thing that was good about it was the people in the group that was at the place I went – they had a real emphasis on talking to people you didn't know and at lunch and the breaks. And so I met a lot of people, and it was really a good um, conference too. So, I mean, just just going to the conference alone was well worth the the time. But that was really a a great event. And so even this morning I was, like, linking in with people, you know, that I'd met, putting contact info into my, you know, email and stuff.
2: Exactly. Just, you know. You and there's me, just something you about, have, you know, if you have
3: people on like, the same page as you, it doesn't matter what the group is,
2: mm-hmm. you
3: know, uh, if, if they're on the same page. And, this, and these speakers were like Steve Green, Hobby Lobby, Donnie Smith, Tyson Foods, you know, mm-hmm. Dina Dwyer, the Dwyer group. And they were big names, people that really, and they're all Christians, just happen to be, that's the conference, kind of what, what its goal was. It's uh, it's building godly leaders in the workplace kind of thing. but So you have all these people that are on the same page. And uh, networking is so much easier because you kind of have that and, you know, you have the goal for everyone to, to do better in their, in their businesses, you know. So it was really good.
2: Well, don't make me – you just opened up, the, um, you opened up the opportunity for me to talk about LinkedIn again. Now everyone's not going to like you today.
4: Because
2: <laughs> yeah. what LinkedIn is about, please spend at least 15 minutes, at least 15 minutes a week on LinkedIn, joining your groups, going into your group membership seeing if there's alumni that you can connect with from your high schools and colleges, et cetera, I'm telling you it's a powerful thing, and it's really powerful when you start posting on there and you start, you know, um, writing articles and, um, you know, um, putting articles up today about how resilient um, we can all be under a society of terrorism will be very powerful, about, and then, you know, saying it back, the best week thing we can do is become stronger in business and making that point, you'd get, people would notice it. So, just, well, you know, spend your time on LinkedIn. Do I need to ask if everyone's been doing that? Uh-oh, everyone's really going to hate you now, Don. <laughs> well, we're going to move on. Um, Deb, good morning. Are you on? Yes, I'm here. Hi, how are you? Good. Hi, kind of a, a little bit of a creepy weekend, right, with the news and everything. Um, how were um, your sales this past week? Um, I know you had a great week last week when we talked. How about this past week?
1: Uh, it was a little slow because I was off for two days. Oh, you were? So. Yes, yeah, so I was up uh, north, so it was, kinda, it was really, really nice. So uh. Oh, on that's... a ladies on a ladies uh, retreat thing, so Ooh. it was nice.
2: Okay, so. well, we won't ask the details of that. Uh, don't worry.
1: Um,
2: <laughs> but you two, um, I just wanted to make sure that you're spending your time on LinkedIn. You you're just you know a real power force when it comes to getting new people. So um, I I'll just put that as a reminder. I won't ask because
1: okay, thanks. queen
2: of new products <laughs> of new customers rather. I'm going to move on. Linda, the queen of re- rehab facilities. Good morning. Good morning. Right. Um, by the way, it was really an honor to be at your luncheon this past week. It was super fun. And congratulations again on 25 years. It's It's unbelievable.
1: That's really been 25 years.
2: I know. I'm sure. Um, and then you sometimes I think much sense. more. So it's really, um, it's really a fantastic thing. How was your week?
1: Um, it was a good week. Um, busy, um, had some um, new business. Um,
2: it was a good week. Oh, that's good. Was it again referrals from your rehab? Well,
1: I um, was doing some holiday gifts. Um, I, I got um, some new mugs, um, another new rehab, and that's always a $2,000 order. Um, wow. It's, just, um, it's good. It it's, keeps growing, which is um, definitely good for me.
2: Oh, absolutely. That's great. And by the way, your grandson is just a doll. What a great- <laughs> oh, he looks like you, he's just a doll, yeah he he's a good boy, oh, you can tell he's just adorable. Cool. It's nice to see him again, although he's awfully old. um yeah. it was a little disarming. Um, let's go to the poor people in California as an Aaron who it's like now seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Are you on Aaron?, I am here, I know, don't you love it when it's six thirty and you're dialing in? No. Mhm. No, you don't mean that. Uh, how was your week? <laughs>
4: uh, not great. Uh putting out fires uh and uh not able to put out fires. So it's it was a discouraging week started and then the weekend kind of compounded on it. So okay. it was it was not great.
2: Right. Well, you know what? Um I will send out just a, a very quick summary email. That's all the more reason for you to pull into your resilience. That was this weekend. That was last week. It's gone. Boom. Great thing about life. You start fresh and um, you can control it. So uh, just always remember that. Last week doesn't have a lot of really impact on this week. It's like you start fresh. Great thing about sales. So um, I'll send you an email Read the email okay. quick, just to remind you uh, of a couple pointers. Um, so we're going to move on. I don't know if any of I, I hate calling on our Adam, Cindy, or Mark. I feel like um, I should still give you a reprieve. But you know what? If um, no, Adam, no way, like, call on them. Okay, there you go, Cindy. They,
0: they should all they should all have stories to tell from last week.
2: Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, Star Six. In fact, one of the things I really want to do next week, Rusty, is make sure that everybody knows what's on the board, on the board, on the big TV screen in the office. Yep. yep. Uh, love to have a, a, a cheat sheet on that.
0: Yep, I will work on that for you today. I saw your email yesterday. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Let's get it for all of us because I'm not sure that all of us know what each one of those lines mean, but probably Adam, Cindy, and Mark do. So I'll pick on Cindy. Sure, star six. And okay, open up I wondered what it was like. You know, and it, it, I'm really dying to ask, what is it like to be in internal sales? How did it go last week? Did you have any good stories? I, I had
1: a I had a very good week. I closed a, I closed a print order, so oh, I'm very awesome. excited about that. It's my second order. Wow. So I'm excited, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, absolutely. Thank you very much. <laughs> really fun. Um, pardon me? That's really fun. Yeah, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh no no! I, I was just going to say it was a it was a it was a very good week. The end of the week was um, Friday was not such a great day. There were a lot of people that um, apparently were off. It was like a full moon day, even though it wasn't a full
2: moon. Yeah, it oh, was thirteenth. Hard That's... to reach those. Yeah, it was because it was, it was the thirteenth Friday, the thirteenth, right?
1: Yeah, and I and I, you know, I am superstitious, but not about that. You know, it's just like any other day. Right. Any other day. Huh,
2: that's pretty yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um you know, and um but are most people when you call um um open to talking?
1: You know, I, I think it depends on the timing and if you're getting the right person. There are a lot of um gatekeepers that just come up with some silly excuses like, you know, you know that they're the receptionist. and we're good, we're not interested. Really? Sorry. Is that your job? You know, that's what you really want to say, but you can't say that. <laughs> right so you just have to you know you have to move past it you know right but you know in what you were talking about uh, the the um what happened this weekend huh. it, the frightening thing is that you think well i know that i think i have a lot of friends that um my best friend's husband passed in the in the towers uh-huh. and my husband had a lot of business uh, uh you know uh, associates that also passed and um I just think like when's it going to happen here again? Well, that's my we have point. to it's the new normal. Yeah. Well, yeah, it shouldn't be though. It no. shouldn't be. And right. that's what's frightening about it. But mm-hmm. but this is going to be a great week. Yeah. And we're going to move past it and and do what we need to do. Right. And tell people how with smiles do. on our faces.
2: Right. Absolutely. Um, you know what? I'm going to move on. Star Church, sure. let Star- you, Mark. Aren't you the lucky guy right now?
4: Yes. Hello. Good
2: morning. How was your past week? How was it?
4: It was good. Hit like the the dial like statistics that we're supposed to hit and so forth. I have two commits, I think, maybe three.
2: Mhm. Oh, that's good. Um, have you closed any sales yet? I'm not picking on you. I'm just curious.
4: No, not yet. No. Yeah, I have a were- commit. Yeah, it's what the commit means that they said they'll do the next order with us. One wasn't until February, but one geez, hopefully should be ordering something this week.
2: Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right, yeah, that's really good. Um and you know what? I think I'll move on to Adam.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Are you on? Hi Hi Adam.
4: Good morning.
2: Hey, good morning. How'd your week go? Your week
4: go? Um it you know, pretty much the same. Sent a few kits out. It was pretty good. Um I'm a true believer of LinkedIn. So oh. we had a um a sample chair on Friday finally reached one of my clients that got me off LinkedIn, and they're going to be purchasing sixty chairs, which is seventeen grand, which is awesome. And they have three locations and that's in Texas, and they have three locations just here in Phoenix. So I'm hoping that you know turns into even bigger.
2: Oh, that's so. awesome. Okay, so you're going to be my partner in crime with LinkedIn, then? Okay, I just found my guy.
4: Yeah, and then uh, I had a I had a State Farm agent on. Thursday afternoon messaged me from some sit-to-stand stuff, but most of those leads and getting samples are actually from LinkedIn. Versus phone huh? phone. The phone will come. It's new to me. So.
2: Oh, I'm telling you, you can create an entire portfolio from LinkedIn. I'm con- I know it. I know it. Just, all right. I'm not going to say it again. So I found my guy. Now I know who it is. Awesome. Okay. LinkedIn, that's where it's at. Um, it is. Um, moving on, I think um, – Rusty, do you have anything you want to tell the team this morning?
0: Um, no, I was just thinking about the stuff that the stuff that you've been discussing in terms of uh, the modern day attention span. Oh uh, yeah. Where you know the the Paris attacks are going on Friday night, so all day Saturday, everybody is changing their LinkedIn profile and solidarity for Paris, and by Sunday morning, everything is talking about Ronda Rousey losing.
2: Oh, I didn't even know that yet. It was in and it was just, right, in, it was in, it was in, in and brain. out of the
0: news like nothing. And suddenly, Sunday's all Ronda Rousey. It's like, hey, what about uh, what about the big news that actually impacts the world? You Look know, at me react. I'm a Ronda Rousey fan. It was that was big news to me, but it's not like a massive yeah. coordinated terrorist attack. Oh my and god. And so I think that a lot of that is desensitization. Um, I think it's the shorter attention attention span in this day and age. Oh. And I I just found that. Uh, really interesting how quickly that became number two instead of number one
2: Mm -hmm. that's right and that's good and bad so remember like when somebody and that has an impact on follow-up right so a lot of times you're like well I haven't heard from them a lot of times people just like poof they still want to do it but it's like on to the next thing so never be afraid to follow up so you know if you don't hear in ten days, two weeks about that chair order, you know, follow up. They still want the chairs, it's just that, you know, they're they're living in uh golden object school, you know. Boop boop, yep. boop on to the next thing. So squirrel. Um anything else for the team, Rusty? What's um a, oh,
0: I I think that is all that I've got for today.
2: Okay. Um, did we miss
0: did we miss Linda? No. I think we missed Linda. No, we didn't. No? Okay. Okay. Hi, Linda. Sorry.
2: And um, Brad, you're rec- representing everybody. Do you have anything?
4: Hi, uh, Barb. Um Hi. Can you hear me? Um, yeah. I, I did take the phone off mute, right? Okay, good. Um, <laughs> just a couple of things. Uh, I just emailed everybody, but we have some absences this morning. Misha's out ill, and uh, and so is Sharon. So we're a little shorthanded this morning. Uh, if you need anything, just let me know uh any emergencies, just let me know uh just real quick i'd like to add my two cents to the to what happened on friday night uh in paris i think um you know I think it 's really interesting uh The one thing that I think we all hear every single time one of these things happens is will this change things? will this make us more you know uh, resolve us to change things will will this change our attitude towards the perceived enemy whoever they are um you know and uh how long and if so how long will that last i i think one of the things that i thought was interesting uh you know when we when you know way back in 911 was that um, you know, there was a resolve on the part of a lot of people to change even the language that we used to um, to express ourselves in various ways. Uh, we were never going to talk about, uh, you know, a football game in terms of going to battle anymore. Um, we were never going to use the word war when it came to a sports uh, event, hmm. things along those lines and uh you know I, I i noticed i've noticed with interest over the years uh all of us just reverting back to um you know the 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 way things used to be and um it just seems like uh you know one of the i think one of the good things is that you know you expressed before how resilient we can be um- w- one of the downsides of being resilient is we tend to settle back into our old habits again and uh you know here's to having Maybe the the the, what happened in Paris actually makes some changes um, in the way the world thinks, maybe collectively as a group, um, and uh, and maybe uh, all of us individually think as in terms of uh, our attitudes. Anyway, I just thought I'd throw in my two cents.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely, that's actually Uh, not a bad idea.
4: So um, anyway, um, that's all I had.
2: Okay, awesome. And, again, it's a little bit early, but 10 more minutes to sell. So uh, we will meet again next week and uh, right before, I guess it's right before the Thanksgiving um, holiday. So have a great week, and I'll talk to you then. Take care.
4: Thanks, Barb. Bye. Have a good night. Bye.
2: Good Monday. Bye-bye. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.